I found this one thing which um, Jerry Seinfeld said, right? He said, "I don't want quality time. I want the garbage time." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, a good one. And I feel that's so right because because the garbage time is actually the most fun part. Like that's what you remember. That's what I feel makes you connect yeah. on a because you are living normal lives together. You're not living extraordinary lives. So. In today's episode, I sit down with Varun Dukirala, who's a loving dad of six-year-old daughter Leah and eight-month-old son Veda. He lives in Mumbai with his wife Pooja. Varun is an entrepreneur, creator, podcaster, and author. In this episode, Varun shares stories of his childhood and how his parents' diverse perspectives helped influence who he is as a dad. How he intentionally works with his wife on sharing parenting responsibilities. He goes on to talk about creating little rituals with children and how they go on to become lifelong memories. Encouraging children to express their feelings no matter how difficult they are. accepting children to embrace their authentic selves even if it's counter to the norms in this episode with varun we got to discuss all of this and many more things that were heartwarming to listen to as a fellow dad so lean back listen and enjoy my wide ranging conversation with varun hey varun how are you hello i'm been good i'm yeah i'm happy we're doing this uh, it's taken a while to coordinate this one and and, and I, i'm the guilty party on that front so no absolutely i'm super thrilled uh, that you could join us and i've been looking forward to our chat as i mentioned to you uh, our common passion is is about being a dad and i'm just so curious mm-hmm. to learn your journey and hear your story i've been um, mm. i've been a dad for i guess 11 years i've lost count um but mm-hmm. yeah it feels like sometimes you feel like you've been doing this forever and sometimes you feel like exactly. you, you know you just started so i'm excited to hear your story uh before we talk about you being a dad uh and you and your wife being parents i'd love to hear your story of being a child um why don't we start mm-hmm. there so i i often say this is my parents were children when they had a child um because they got married pretty early um i think my mom was 17 18 my dad was 21 um hard basically they started dating and and my grandparents found out they were dating and this got them married is 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 the standing story um so i was like by the time they had me they were like 20 and 24 so they were literally like in in college um also working on the side and stuff like that so i grew up with that so they were figuring it out as i was growing up um so we have a very interesting equation um the three of us because i've seen them grew up yeah um my sister's 9 years younger so she saw them when they already become like um you know older where, where was this But, um, so i grew up in a place called kakinada um it's coastal andhra pradesh um small town then now um i call it a a, a very large uh, town or a city as yeah. they call it um because it just feels so much more crowded than it was when i was growing up um coastal town um you know everybody knows everybody kind of a place uh, at least it used right. to be and um I grew up uh, half of my family are doctors half of them are engineers all the doctors stayed in India <laughs> all the engineers went to America so very like typical um telugu household in that sense so um so I am for me growing up was like cuz our house and a hospital were the same um building so the ground floor was the hospital um there was a building next to us which was all the hospital rooms and we lived on the first floor so I grew up in a hospital like I I have I've seen like people getting um you know uh, waiting in over there i've seen an operation when i was like 7 8 years old uh, with the mask and everything wow. else on so um i grew up with a lot of that around me um but also like i think growing up in a small town's fun as well because you know you, you enjoy smaller things which you don't enjoy um, in big cities um so i we, i could take a cycle and go to like a, a an empty beach or um just go hang with friends in the most random of places um but have some form of nature around have some form of like a large amount of outdoor activity and space um and i and i feel that a lot more now after i became a dad because i look at uh, living in bombay compared to what i had um you know i didn't live in a bubble then now we all live in exactly, bubbles yeah. so um yeah and so like generations of people lived in the same street um so you could go to like someone else's house or literally like my my grandfather um uh, lived next door um as i was growing up because he moved houses when i was growing up my grandma lived in the same house i had like so it was one of those scenarios where you grew up with a you won't call it a joint family but everybody lived in the same place so they were all like a street away or two streets away yeah there so was a lot of my freedom family, i guess right it was a like, lot less restrictions yeah, and yeah. more freedom to just kind of go around yeah yeah 
Yeah, you get a house, you walk down the street to get onto the school bus. Um, no one's worried about, you know, traffic or like safety, anything like that. Um, you can take a cycle and go to school, which is what I did for, for a fair bit of time. Uh, and um, what was also interesting was that as, you know, as I got older, I also realized that I had two sides to me as a kid. There was a side of me which um, I wanted to spend time with myself, just play, have toys or any activities, not have friends around for that, but also be extremely social. Yeah. Um, so almost like my, my parents call it that, okay, which side of me would kind of pop in is what they would always look forward to. Because some days I'd be like, I don't want to interact with anyone. And some days the, I was that kid who would um, change costumes every five minutes and come out to entertain guests who had come home. So um, they were half the time um, confused as to which one's going to show up. Wow, I hadn't heard of that. I hadn't heard of that one. Usually you hear of introverts <laughs> and extroverts. Well, this is, this is an interesting yeah. combo. And I'm still like that. The funny part is this. I, basically, now my wife has to deal with this and my kids have to deal with this. But uh, I, I'm a very like, okay, what energy am I on today? It's totally dictates how I am. Um, I have a lot more control yeah. now. But I think as a kid, you you just go with the flow. And how's your how's your, how's your dad dad and mom like? Like, were they super involved or they just sort of let you wander around and were there to guide you, but not like very in your face, so the, so to say? So my, my mom and dad had... Uh, I would say I have different relations with both of them, um, as I think yeah. we all do with with, with both parents. Um, when we when I was growing up, early days, we all like just the three of us, right? Um, my dad was still studying his masters in Manipal, so I actually did my kindergarten in Manipal wow. um, when my dad was still doing his masters. Um, so me and my mum at that time would spend a lot more time together um, because my mum was actually working as a prof- uh, she was a literature professor uh, back home, but because we had to be in this uh, in Manipal for a couple of years, she put that on on a bit of a sabbatical and then she picked it up again once we went back. Um, and um, so, yeah, so uh, me and my mom would spend a lot more time exploring Manipal because it was new to her as well. It was new for me and I was just like junior, senior kindergarten. Um, dad at that time, obviously, because there was, you know, when you're in medical college, you know, you have to study, you have to also be in do duty and also come back home. Um, but I have a lot of memories of, of just like spending time uh, with him on um, just listening to music, right? My mom and dad always... Um, they introduced me to, in hindsight, really good music and I would always gravitate <laughs> towards the more pop yep. stuff. Um, so they would play like a Pink Floyd or a Deep Purple or a Beatles and I would say, can I just listen to Michael Jackson, which is obviously what all of yeah. us grew up with in the 80s. Um, he, he happens to um, be my son's but once favorite he got back uh, home, as well. It's amazing, his longevity yeah? as an artist. Yeah. But it's, that's another discussion. Yeah, it's still yeah. here. I, that's a catalogue to itself, right? You can, you can spend a lifetime looking at that catalogue and understanding um, the layers exactly. to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. That that's I mean that's an entire podcast, not <laughs> even like an episode. That's a that's series right. to itself. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but after those two years, when we got back to Kakinara, um, um, my grandmom uh, was a, a gynecologist, so you know, dad took over, took part into that same practice, the so same hospital, um, and um, there we end up spending a lot more time. There's a there's a very close group of friends um, who um, all grew up together, as I call it, uh, my mom and dad's friends, right? So they were all like in college together or knew each other from the time they were kids. Um, and all their kids, all of us became would hang out. And they were all like, you know, hang, they were very young. So they would had bikes and they would go to the beach and there'd be some of them, would, like, you know, there'd be beer there as well. But the kids are playing on the side, but everyone's was being responsible yet being very young. So it's one of those scenarios where you also kind of grew up. So I didn't grow up in a it's not the typical yeah. scenario, right? You wouldn't like, because as kids, we would all be at the beach with parents, but you also had some who said, okay, I'm going to be riding the bike, so I'm not going to drink. Uh, someone who's saying, okay, I don't drink, so I will t- I will hang with the kids a lot more. Um, but nobody was being outlandish, but they'd all spent so much time and they still hang out together. It's fun for me when I go back now and they're all still now, now all in their like 60s and hitting 70s and they've been hanging out for almost their entire lives. Amazing. So I grew up with that. I grew up with friends being family uh, as well. Um, as a scenario. That's why I'm, what I'm what I'm picking up is, you know, you, th- you say Kakinada and a small town back in the day. I mean, yeah. it looks like, I mean, obviously your parents sound like they're already very progressive and, you know, um, and their lifestyle and the, some other, you know, philosophies of life sounds like pretty progressive. So do you feel like that, that was yeah. sort of part of your childhood, like how you thought no, and sure. your worldview and stuff like that? No, no, for sure. Uh, I, I feel that uh, my parents, both of them, ensure that we knew what was happening around the world. Um, they've done that for me, done for my sister as well. Um, but they never, you know, there are things when 
parents want to shield you from scenarios yeah. um we weren't necessarily shielded from how the world is you were also exposed to enough of what was happening around the world um if you're curious about something you would kind of like they'd help us dig into it um and with obviously having those boundaries and those guardrails and this is not something which you should consume right now or it's not something which you know about yeah. right now um if it's bedtime it's bedtime if it's uh, you know if there are people over even if even if you might want to hang out with your uncle and aunt they're here you go in and sleep and so they they always ensure there were guardrails but they were very open about you know like i was exposed to books very early on exposed to music very early yeah. in life um as, as a consumer um and that kind of really opened up my mind to generally how i wanted to be um i'm also a person who kind of fits into different groups um basis what that group requires so i can hang with a bunch of people who are very like you know colloquial local have a full like um uh, telugu bro hangout scenario and i can actually be like that person but you put me in a in a space where someone's talking about art and music and stuff i'll have that conversation yeah. as well and i feel that kind of came from the fact that a i think i am a person who likes to be in a social setting but i feel it also came from the fact that i was exposed to all these things like my grandmother has been doing art since i could remember right i mean even now when i go back she has so many canvases etc um, she used to be a botany professor um and she's now in her 90s um and i would see the art around there uh, my uncle and aunt would have like you know um all kinds of music in their house and so the more i spent time with even not just my parents but the the circle that was around um there was obviously varying levels of of being progressive i don't think everybody is as <laughs> right. progressive but but for my parents it was always like we want to expose you to the world we don't want to feel constrained because of the place you are growing up in um of the access you might not have because pre internet access was not a um was not as easy as it exactly. is today right? you have access to so much today um i mean i'm pre internet so um i still remember the dial up modem coming into the house and i remember going online and figuring it out and um actually loading up websites for my grandfather at that point of time who wanted to figure out how this works and i'm sitting in his house and because he got broadband before anybody else in the family did and um, so i was like i wouldn't try this yeah before. yeah i mean i i meant i i probably didn't mean just progressive not that i'm thinking about my question right it's also like just diversity of experiences like you got exposed to a yeah. wide range yeah. of aspects of yeah. you know life and society and stuff so that i think that's that's what i meant more 100% 100% yeah um and especially with my, with my mom because my dad being a doctor and that's one thing you realize right it's being doctors that um the hours are never controlled yeah. um but i but i've always spent uh, with him it's always about quality time um there wouldn't be as much quantity because you know have a case come in late in the night or have like an emergency in the morning he'd always be out um but i always always have those you know multiple conversations just like stuff if i was interested about something he was also kind of like i know poking me to see if i was interested in being a doctor <laughs> which i think i was briefly i don't think i was i mean he also had a very strong chat with me once about the level of commitment i would require to have to be an actual good doctor <laughs> um and we very quickly realized i would not be so um but he ha- but for me it was that my mom it is a lot more spending time on i, th- I think with her and me uh, it was a relationship really built on the fact that she would um I think she still does. Um she uh, anything that I'm curious about my mother will ensure that um I get enough um, uh, fodder uh, to kind of really dig into that. So um like I literally talking to her about um um I was trying to figure out breathing techniques and understanding breaths the other day and my mom's a now a certified yoga teacher. Um and so she was like I'm going to come next time and teach you this uh, uh, teach you pranayama and everything else and I'm like okay. So that that process of my she uh, facilitates my rabbit holes often times that's amazing um yeah I, i mean i relate to your story I, i had a similar story not exactly in terms of setting but mom and dad's influence i spent a lot of time with my mom mm. and a lot of my own strengths actually mostly reflect who she was um mm. and i got i got influenced by my dad as well but my mostly my superpowers are what my mom <laughs> reflected so i was wondering um yeah. what are the, what are the some of the things that uh, she influenced you with as you look back now before we mm. go into you being a dad um i feel so my mom has always had a creative bent of mind yeah um, she you know she was uh, someone um who wanted to work in the creative spaces she eventually ended up starting a boutique back home um but she was in, interested in design and she was interested in um in stuff that was happening beyond um 
beyond the pond we lived in right um and and i feel that i got that curiosity from her because she's she's still very interested to know about you know, things that are happening uh, you know beyond uh what her area of focus is um and i got that from her because she let me kind of believe that it's fine to have aspirations and and things to look at which which are beyond set paths because she's never followed a set path in her life um you know she started like a boutique back in the day when that wasn't even a thing right when people you know she was a professor and you know and and then she said no i want to start like i have interest in designs so i will learn it and i will start um custom designing clothes which you know for everything from like western to indian wear and everything else that's amazing um so i got that from her and i also have a just like consuming um knowledge um yeah. if that's the word like just generally like she introduced me to books and i'm always grateful for that fact is the fact that i have a um a reading habit because of just how much she ensured i read now uh, my sister more than me now like my, I, i think at some point uh, because of being in the media world you end up consuming a lot more of uh, non non book content non reading yeah, content yeah. yeah but my my sister is someone who's like um no i i, I would say a far more uh, voracious reader uh, compared to me and i and that's for both of us it's because of just generally how much uh, my mom exposed to uh, exposed us to uh, reading got it that's that's cool well thanks for sharing i i'm you know i'm sure i don't know if it comes to my mind i i do do time travel a lot as i say look at mm. parenting you know you keep yeah. going back and forth between yeah. times uh, so this 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 is fascinating let's um, cut to um, you being a parent um t- mm. you know let's go back to when you became a dad for the first time how did that happen and what was the experience yeah. like i always find it fascinating the stories of dads when they become a dad for so, the first time so i've always wanted to be a dad um and and you know you, you and i feel in today's world you also meet enough people who want to be parents and don't want to be parents i've always been in the i want to be a parent yeah. one day now uh, scenario um i've been told that's also because i am like a child like you will find like like building blocks on my desk lying around uh, and, and and stuff like that and um So me and my wife Pooja we met we actually just going to celebrate our um 10th anniversary in in a, in a few weeks. Oh, congratulations. And um thank you. Uh and um and we met and got married pretty quickly because we just kind of hit it off and we we and when you know we you know is one of those scenarios. Um but we had a tough time um having our first kid and even our second one as well right so we have series of miscarriages um you know and uh, we had many failed pregnancies so we were we went around the block i think for a good 3 to 4 years oh, sorry to hear that. um from doing everything from you know the natural uh we didn't actually conceive then we tried multiple ivf scenarios which didn't work um till we finally and we always call it there's always a, the right time and the right um doctor so um a friend of mine who i knew um um I was just setting up his hospital in Bombay and and um, and we ended up going to him and we had our daughter Leah and even like for us we always called her the miracle baby right and for anyone who's been through IVF you you realize it's that whole process of the dads don't have much yeah. to do um as a dad your job is literally done when you just have to you know just get your sample out and you're done mums go through the entire process yeah. and uh, and but for me and and, and Pooja does like okay we this is this is what we working towards working towards having the baby so for me it was a how do i help her through this process so um if there were injections to be given on a daily basis i was doing looking like youtube tutorials and calling my dad and figuring out how i can give them wow. to her so i reduced her travel time back and forth from the hospital so um did a lot of that and 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 we literally ended up i think with, with just like maybe two to three embryos which we had and and we just put one in and that one became our daughter so incredible um, so we were just focused on the process we were just focused on every single day uh making sure that uh, you know that we were just focused on that so when we finally had her we did not spent enough time thinking about what we'll do right. after just getting there was so such a big like after, process right yeah, yeah. cuz like we went like a, a good like 3 4 years of of just like really being focused on that and um and then when we had her we had uh, our daughter in 2017 um in july and um and then you're like okay you don't realize how much your world turns upside down yeah um, a you have this tiny baby in front of you which everyone tells you um has told you till now that it's going to be the most amazing experience ever you're going to take care of your child and it's going to be amazing but the first 3 months you don't know what you're supposed to do um and everybody has a point of view yeah. 
you have a reasonable point of view about how you want to do this because you don't want to just go with everybody else's perspective um but thankfully for the two of us me and pooja are very aligned in general about how we want to live our lives uh, how we want to do look at things and so we quickly broke this down i think after the first 2 3 weeks of of generally uh, i i i joke that it's like being in big boss like you're in a reality show and you're getting tasks every day and you're trying to figure out what's <laughs> going on um because the first 3 months the baby's just um, you know baby sleep and they wake up and want to feed and then they pee and poop and then they go back to sleep and and you have to burp them in between and that is pretty much all they do yep. um so it's uh, and i tell everyone that the 3 months are what you have to get through and nobody tells you about sleep you deprivation and what that does as well yeah. right yeah um, and and you get used yeah. to it and i've realized and i and you realize that over time i have many friends who say i i can't deal with like the lack of sleep that parents go through i'm like but you eventually get used to it and i'm i'm on my like you probably going um, through it again now <laughs> how many is it 60 year of this going yeah. on and so but now it's like a default yeah. setting now i was a deep sleeper now i can wake up in the drop of yeah. a hat and but i feel the choices we made after our first month really kind of set us up as as parents right we realized the roles that we had to play um uh, what we had to focus on because we were also running a company together um thankfully my co-founder uh, rohit who's also like literally like he, he he gave away pooja in the in the in our wedding as her brother so we that close as family and so I'm, i'm handling things guys you you hanging there but we knew we had to go back we were, we were in the process of selling our company as well so i said okay uh first thing let's focus on is making sure that uh, pooja sleeps um, so i said i'll do all nights um all nights are mine take care of um i will do as many diapers as possible without her having to handle it uh, because we also had kena and children uh, point to note here is we have two dogs who were brought up like they were our children right. um so our oldest trip is now 11 years is going to be 12 now in oh, june wow. um that's the first child the younger dog is about he's the first <laughs> child like he he's he was with pooja when i met her and i proposed to her with him on Gosh. my arm um so he's been a part of the whole process of things um and uh, our younger one lulu was one of, was someone we got into our lives after a bunch of miscarriages where we felt the need to have um and and we got her um, thankfully we adopted her as a baby and and she's been like she's literally the light of the house because she's the most energetic character running around the house all the time and so she's about 6 7 years now uh, actually no 7 8 years now and um and so we were already a full house like two dogs and now there's a baby and there's a two of us and we're also working and we're doing all of this and we didn't have a nanny who stayed at home many of those things we so I was doing nights uh pooja's mother was like was and still is one of those like a rock for us who's there at home through the day helping out with yeah. the kids so i did the nights pooja would do um the feeds in the day now just if i can just pause for a moment that's one of the things that you know you don't hear a lot from fathers at least in in our this part of the world right because a lot of it is like yeah. joint families and a lot of help you know dad's doing nights yeah. is not something that i hear a lot um i did myself yeah. but that was big because i don't know maybe i was in the us yeah. and it was just two of us and i had no choice but yeah. it, it resonates a lot with me now did you like did you find that to be a like did you get a chance to try to talk about this with other like may, uh, other men around you did you realize that you were not the majority of dads who do that i was curious to know like i realized that later okay got it <laughs> i i didn't realize so i i realized that there were generations before me who didn't do this yeah. right um that much i knew of course. um um i do remember have vague rem- recollections of my dad studying for exams um uh, still with me as like a, a kindergarten kid is what i remember very very like dis- distinct old memories of that sort yeah. um but i didn't see to like i remember vividly that um i think Leah was what four months, three months old, and we had our um, yeah. So she born July. Every December was when we had an annual party because it was our uh, company's anniversary, and the space we booked was literally outside our house. So we like, okay, it's, it's it's a walk away, but I would say drop in and drop back out. Um, Pooja was going to do the same as well. Um, so we take turns, and this uh, one client came in and he came in late, and and I was just going, I just popped in around ten o'clock, and I was leaving at eleven to go back. Uh, and he came around 10:45 to the venue, and he was like, "Why are you leaving?" I'm like, "Cause go back home, take care of baby." He's like, "But isn't your wife?" <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, "No, 
I get that, but it's it's my turn now. Like I got to go back and and do what I got to do, and so um, I I got a lot of that, There you go. Uh, yeah. which I don't see as much now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happier because I've seen more dads now reach out and say this, right? That's like right. I've had. Um, so for me, the sleep thing was something I worked on um, because, and now for me, it's not. So while um, Leah now sleeps through the night because she's six years old, um, our son's eight months old, and we thankfully have a nanny at home to help out yeah. and. Um, so so she helps out with that um, unless when she's not there but my dog's now elderly yeah. right now he's 11 so he has to go out in yeah. the night sometimes to do stuff so it, that process continues yeah, the, i i've realized the that circle now of life me, continues yeah. yeah my my daughter jokes that even when she's like much much older she'll still call me when she has to take a take a poop <laughs> uh, is is the standing joke i get from the 6 year old and i'm like i'm happy to do it well the thing that um, i i use them as a point to connect with the with the with exactly the kids. that's exactly you you touch my point the, the the part that doesn't come doesn't become very apparent to you when you're doing this tough work right waking up feeding them whatever you do it's very very non fun stuff right what what yeah. you don't realize and i think in hindsight you probably realizing is the is the bond that mm-hmm. gets created right the the kind of yeah. connection that you have with the child because you've gone through that intense kind of connection during those nights when you're burping yeah. them when you're walking with them in the dead of the night i i see that a lot and and yeah. you know I, I, you're right there's a lot more dads are experiencing that now but it's still sort of a journey right it's a spectrum no 100% so. and there was this um, it's it's also because and I, and i like the fact that you said that it's it's not enjoyable because um i don't think anybody enjoys those things yeah. I, if anybody says that they're lying, <laughs> right? I, I don't believe anybody who says, "No, no, I really enjoy this." But I'm like, no, you right. don't. Um, you know, one of the things I and I feel the, the pandemic kind of brought this one out, right? Is to really do normal, mundane things, but you also build like rituals out of them, um, and uh, those really bond, uh, help you bond with your kids. So me and my daughter Leah, we do this in the morning where. You know, I wake her up for school every morning, so I'll pick her up. Um, we stand in the balcony and we say hello to yep. the world. Um, and we started in the pandemic because it just became something we did. Um, weekends I get off uh, from that unless because after them we, she and I are the ones who sleep in the longest in the house on weekends. And um, but she sometimes reminds me if I if I forget on a weekend. Um, we do simple things like you know like all. all of us as a family pray together like right? it's not like a religious piece but it's more about just gratitude end of the day yep. we do that um and we also do fun stuff together like she will call me when she's like there might be like four people in the house who can help her but she has to go to the loo she yep. will call me um and i sit to sit inside and we chat um and um you know she's she enjoys um she enjoys art she enjoys um this like building stuff from like slide amount of chaos so the most structured stuff is what she goes to puja for because puja is the most structured yeah. person in the house for me she comes for all the random stuff like because i'm a person who still has like toys and like have bobble heads and stuff so um how do you kind of do stuff that has a lot more moving parts but has no real structure to, to it is what she and i sit and, and do um even like for instance i i introduced her how she can actually start um painting stuff on an ipad so with the pencil and she's learned that she and I learned how to doodle yep. together uh, we did a doodling piece activity book um but it comes from the fact that we we built a bond by just doing like random stuff we we'll, we'll listen to random songs i will occasionally introduce her to new music and she will occasionally talk about some song which she heard from someone in her yep. class and it's just about engaging i think i was writing actually i was writing my uh, uh, my newsletter yesterday interestingly and and i was i always try to look for one quote that's really like stuck with me at this at this point of time and i found this one thing which um, jerry seinfeld said right he said i don't want quality time i want the garbage time yeah. um yeah that's uh, a good and i feel that's so right cuz cuz the garbage time is actually the most fun part like that's what you remember um and that's what um that's what i feel makes you connect yeah. on a because you are living normal lives together you're not living yeah, extraordinary not living lives so events, i think that's yeah. what uh, i remember the movie up i don't know if yeah. you remember the movie up <laughs> yeah and, yeah, uh, yeah, this, yeah you know this old person and the the boy bond and i think there's there's a similar dialogue yeah. about how these like little mundane things is what matters in life because that's what you yeah. remember totally yeah yeah i mean it's uh, it's great hearing your story and um, a lot of this resonated with me let's um, 
if if you if you're okay, let's move it to another area where, you know, it's not mm. always, you know, we have we one is just bonding with our children and, mm. you know, kind of my, making the connection. The other one is our own struggles of how we how you bring how you make time, right? Uh, and a lot of dads, yeah. it's not like all dads are out there and you know moms are home. Like a lot of dads want to be home. Mm. They want to share share the responsibilities. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, succeed. Some of them are struggling. So, what would, what has been your tools to figure out how do you even the garbage time? Like, how do you ensure garbage time with Leah mm. uh, so that you don't lose that? Um, so, I, I feel the good part is that when either of us, between me and Pooja, um, and it and it ends up being me more than than her, um, start forgetting or rather trying to not do as much yeah. of that time. Um, the other one um, reminds us because we 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 told each other that we will ensure we both um, the kind of parents we want to be. Uh, it's human to sometimes get sidetracked, um, like, and sometimes the the kids tell you themselves. There was a point of time, and I remember this vividly. Like as a what about two and a half, three year old, um, Leah started walking around the house with a plastic phone, like she's talking on it. And that we saw that, and I'm like, she's trying to give us yeah. a signal here. She's giving yeah. us a message that you know, you guys do a lot of that. So we we start to put our phone away a lot more um, around her. Um, you know, she she came to us the other day, and, and she has screen time rules where uh, she only gets uh, her iPad on weekends. Yep. Um, and she's like, it's not fair. You guys get it every day. You guys keep watching stuff yep. all the time. Like that's a fair point. So let's have a discussion about it. So what we've always ensured is to keep things open in terms of. If, if she sees her parents fight, she sees her parents fight. She sees her parents being vulnerable. She sees us being vulnerable, and we don't hide that from her. And I talked to a lot of friends who have become fathers in recent times. Some of them who are now trying to become fathers. You know, going through the same kind of process which, which we went through. Um, and I'm seeing this on one end. You're worried because you don't have a frame of reference. Um, I feel as much as our fathers might have wanted to do more, I don't feel it, the structures were. For them to be exactly. doing more um, is how I look at it. I don't think it was about them not exactly. wanting. It's like okay, you don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, and I've always and I remember this like I, when before Leah was born, I remember going out and looking for any form of written information for fathers. I find a lot of stuff for moms, right? Because also the, all the content on like diaper change to burping, everything else is all like exactly. mom focused. But I would still watch them. The only dad thing I found was talking about how you should just make sure that your wife is happy. <laughs> But I'm like, I will do that even in spite of having kids right. or not. Um, now there's a lot more. Um, but I still remember like six years ago, there was nothing there. And so whenever I speak to a friend who's become a father, I'm like, okay, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you feeling this? And it's fine what, to what feel. Do you, what do you typically say? I'm just curious. Um, I first tell them that you will feel pretty useless very often in the initial days. Um, because there might not be as much for you to do. So you got to make sure that you do all the stuff that your partner would ha rather not do. Which is why the, the whole like uh, diaper thing came for me and nights came for me. I'm like, what are the two things I can do that I know Pooja does not? Because Pooja is someone who, who really values yeah. her sleep. And I've ensured for the last six years that she would never have to compromise on oh, her sleep. That's nice. Um, she also doesn't want to do like, and, I, and, and, and the poop part is like basically the jo standing joke is that I'm very, um, I'm very happy about picking up poop yeah. all the time, which is... And I don't mind good it. At it. Um, and she, she would, I'm very good at it. I'm like ninja moves there, uh, as I call it. Um, especially when you're traveling abroad and you have to like yeah. figure out the the wipe scenario. Um, then you really learn how to go ninja on that one. Um, or sometimes when you're like, you you have to find solves. You have to figure like there was a time when uh, and a puja had to go meet someone. We were both in London um, on a work trip, but we took Leah along with us and we were taking turns. Um, and Leah wasn't eating, and, uh, and so like I figured a way to go to supermarket, get like dahi, made like the hotel guy like cook rice, and I just yeah, gave her dahi simple. rice. Um, but the the solution isn't to call, you know, say, okay, what do I do? And I know that we all do it. Um, I do it very often. But over time, you got to at some point realize that you're not just going to follow instructions as much as we all like to just follow instructions in this case. Um, you also kind of got to take the, you know, take it up and say, okay, I'm not going to bother you with this. I'm handling this. You know, you, you. And um, and that's the chat yeah. I have. The chat I have is saying, don't focus on trying to be equal. 
because you will never be equal um in terms of because mothers do take a large part of the load because i think just genuinely um how as human beings we function but as fathers you got to figure out what are the gaps that i can fill what are the things i can take off their hands recent example um we were supposed to go somewhere and uh, for a wedding um and leah had was like okay, okay i want to do this i want to do that and i said one second i'll go for a haircut i just yep. took her along uh, and she got her hair done and she got a haircut as well and she got her nails done and i was getting a haircut on the side and we both made a um, you know a, a small um, father daughter thing to do uh, on the side um rather than me kind of like really sticking on to like okay let's maybe help out a little bit at home but puja would still have to do a, a certain amount of that um so it's yeah. just that you you got to figure a way to take care of stuff which um, your partner would rather hand over yeah no i was just responding to that i i love the humility with which you were describing uh, it's sometimes we can just got get grandiose about <laughs> equality and you go the other way yeah. right that i'm going to be the equal dad and 50% or whatever i love i yeah. love how you are being sort of real and humble about it and i think uh, that's where it resonates a lot with me because we we all know very well maybe two generations down the line dads will be equal but they're not there yeah. yet and on the on the haircut front yeah. i'll tell you that's actually become a a bit of a lopsided equation in my family now i used to take my son <laughs> because we used to go to the same salon now my daughter started coming along yeah. and now it's become like a three mm. three versus one ritual so me my son my daughter go to the <laughs> same salon and there's a is a spot yeah. called the beer club in bangalore and they slide yeah. right next to the salon and they make like uh, mock yeah. beers so that's one of the rituals yeah. for for my kids to like try and do a a little toast of mock beer with me uh, so nice. I, i'm sure when your son grows up a little bit you'll you'll find this ritual <laughs> yeah yeah so so we actually taught our daughter to say cheers and so um, uh, rohit was my co-founder at glitch and also my best friend right so we we all that same trip to london even he he and his wife rakshita were there and they got parents to leya um and um, and we were all like running around like you you go to a park and you realize the value of taking kid yeah. to a park and they can run around um when you um you know and we do that a lot here as well and we were like okay, and she she wanted to feel included but like what can you make a kid do to make them feel included so we just we realized we were all drinking in glasses and we just gave her an empty glass and she just walked around it cheers the yeah. entire afternoon right that's all she was doing yeah. cheers um and I, she just it's it's those random things which which they'll remember um, you know they aren't going to remember the fact that like even for me one of the side tracks of being a father was i realized how unfit i was um yeah and that became a singular focus it's not one of those things i'm i'm, I'm i would say obsessive about in life but um, i couldn't carry my daughter around as a newborn right i would i would get tired after a point of time and i and i was a person who went to the gym i had muscles i had yeah. those you know but i was just getting tired um so i switched everything around and and now the other day i carried both my kids around they both got vaccines and both were crying and i carrying both them around in the hospital and didn't feel my lower back giving away and i i call it the um some of the more positive aspects that came out of becoming a dad is that you realize that you have to be more fit um could be just to carry luggage around could be just to kind of carry them um if you make one trip to disneyland which um all parents should do at some point you got to have your kid on course, your shoulders absolutely. um and you day. have to then walk like that for yeah. whole day and you got to like and you shouldn't be like you shouldn't need a chiropractor after that or yeah, physio so i think that's really one more thing which which i which i've felt is needed um uh, for fathers after like my trainer we should start like a um a, a, a what are the a dad board workout uh, plan cuz he makes all these plans i'm like you should make one of those <laughs> um how can we be fitter as dad also i guess we also uh, underestimate the connection between being physically fit and how that sets you up emotionally right because it can just yeah. it's also yeah. interconnected it's like think about when you're teaching a kid how to ride a cycle um you are all you're running next to that cycle you're not just letting yeah. it go yeah because you got to be able to have the stamina to run next to that cycle throughout the time when they're there so that when they're falling off you're still there to kind of like hold on yeah, there absolutely um and so and we've just learned some of those i feel that between pooja and i i feel we are fitter now than we were when we yeah. got married um because we realized to keep up we just have to make sure that uh we just make sure we focus on, the, on on just being healthier in terms of lifestyle as well i mean we we enjoy all the stuff everybody enjoys in terms of eating and and having a drink and everything else but um some of those really went out the window because 
if you have to wake up at 5:30 in the morning which is what i wake up at uh, to get her ready for school um your choices you make the night before become pretty clear yeah. no absolutely um and now you have a little one uh, how how is yeah. that how are you navigating the the two children scenario now because that's a whole different ball game yeah so uh, we had uh, a son veda um in august last year um where those again someone we we again went through similar cycles to have him as well so um you know it took um a few um you know we had a couple of miscarriages but eventually did have him that's um, incredible but i feel with with him a it felt easier because we felt like we'd done this before um we were less worried we also and thing is it's not once you're on parent mode that doesn't go away so i was doing nights yes. anyway the nights were continuing um we knew how to do feeds in order to burp so um i understand when someone says it gets easier but it also becomes you managing um just the dynamic and when i say dynamic it's more about like i was i'm an elder kid uh, my sister was 9 years younger and i vividly remember me feeling like why is no one looking at why is no one focusing uh, you know on me right and it and it can build a certain level of so we gave leia the right to call it out um and she's she wants to play with him she's she's like one of those like she wanted to be called akka um, and she's done her whole thing and she said but she once again she said okay too much uh way that time is happening we like fine it's, it's, you've told us that we'll spend more time with you one on one time both parents have with you um same with him we make sure this enough alone time with him without yeah. her um and i feel that's what's really been the part is that we keep a very open channel of like you can call these things out and if something needs explanation like we explain to her like you know he's a baby so he will obviously need more focus but we don't want to ever feel like you've been sidetracked or ignored um we're making her part of the process of bringing him up and 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 she's she's enjoying that yeah it's one of the things that i discovered again um the difference between my children are 3 years so ne mm-hmm. was still like you know still a baby you know and th- as think about 3 year olds yeah and yeah we experienced the same mm. cycle and eventually i guess uh, i mean trust me it's still still there and i i think it'll still be there of them feeling yeah. like you are the older one you probably realize it, it, it what i'm talking yeah. about it never yeah. goes away um but one of the things that strikes me is um the idea of um, verbalizing the feelings and emotions mm. you know uh, mm. some things that we you know probably didn't grow up uh feeling very equipped about it. at least i didn't feel that if you feeling yeah. the idea of yeah. saying i'm feeling jealous wasn't very common mm. to me right and, and now yeah. um you know to say that well i i are you feeling jealous and it's okay to feel jealous right and the, yeah. and the idea of sort of sharing and naming those feelings for us has been pretty sort of liberating that that the elephant in the room goes away actually and they are comfortable in yeah. sharing uh, some of those difficult feelings yeah and also to, to kind of teach them that having feelings is not a bad exactly, thing yeah. um and and it's about like if you're crying you're crying you're feeling it but also i i forgot who said this recently i was, I was watching it is came across it on on instagram uh, one of uh, i forget the doctor's name um he said that you know the whole point of being parents is that you need to be firm but you also need to be um yeah kind um and it's that balance right you got to explain that okay it's okay to cry but don't use that for random scenarios where you don't yeah, need to use yeah. it um you know you got to ha- have some value to it as well um or the fact that if you are feeling something like what are you feeling let's put a la- let's put a label to it let's not just let's figure out where it's coming from um you know it's, it could be anything from like you know you're suddenly nervous because there are many people looking at you to um you're feeling um know feeling like okay like we recently we all made a trip back home because my grandma's 90 and we wanted her to meet her um, great grandson wow um and this is one of the first trips where the focus wasn't entirely on right. her right so it's a baby coming even focused on that and so we, we had instructions for everybody everybody walks in says hi to her first then you say hi to him um but also to her to say that okay they've never seen him before so you got to be okay with this um and to kind of like try and navigate that it's never a perfect no. science but there will be days when you, no matter what you say it's not going to work the tantrums going to happen the tears are going to come of the anger is going to happen but you need to make it okay to have that conversation and um, 
and and you just make sure that they feel like they're not being ignored um, yeah and i think most importantly you also have to make them f- realize that not all your time is just for them um and that's something we we made sure that uh, and we still do that like we me and pooja try to do a dinner together at least like once a week if not once every couple of weeks um uh, we'll go out with friends we'll do that stuff and and when we do that it's, it's like leia is you know it's inbuilt in her he's also seen us go out and and come back in um is the simple fact that your parents will also want time with each other mm, not everything is going to involve you know having you guys around yeah. all the time and um, and to kind of build that from the start as much as it's it's tricky and you'll go and have dinner and you'll talk about them only <laughs> half is what happens but or you uh, tell each other that you missed it's still good for them <laughs> yeah we went on a, I, i remember we went on a holiday the two of us uh without and this is before Veda was born and we just kept talking exactly. about her and trying to look at her photographs and that and it's like you know you realize that there's such a core part of H- how much they have taken over your life um yeah and uh, but also that's the that's the part you also have to like think about the fact that cuz i think what how i am as uh, as a grown up right i think about my parents and and me i moved out of home when i was 16 went to go to bangalore to study uh in in high school um and i and i go back what maybe once now once a year used to come, go back home max twice a year over all these years well they'll visit me and visit me in between but at some point it's just that the you got to make sure the balance of you know your kids are going to go out you are going to get let's say find partners move to different places they might not spend as much time with you as they do right now so a make sure this time you have you spend it well uh, but also not you know make them such a large part of your life and take over your life in a way that you suddenly feel this like huge you, yeah. void um and so and so that's that whole um, i mean there's it's a delicate balance but it's something we think about often we talk about often and um, and um and we discuss it with them as well i mean with him not as much because he's still too young but with her we talk about it we say that in one day you got to move to the house um she said can i just stay here i'm like let's see what you say when you're 18 <laughs> we have the same <laughs> conversations absolutely do you i'm i'm sure we all have our internal mechanisms right like you know how am mm. i doing right how how am i doing as a dad it's yeah. very easy for us to yeah. think about how am i doing my business my work do you have any internal like compass through which you say okay you know i, I had a bad week as a dad, a dad or you know i'm mm. going to do better here how do you how do you manage that because mm. it's a, at least it's a sort of this inner inner voice keeps going off you know um so for me the, i feel that pooja keeps me in line on that front she will tell me if if i don't see it she'll tell me but oh, but i feel that you do know when you haven't yeah. done right like you know you do know when you made the wrong choices um and it could be as simple as okay you say okay, yes to going for a conference or going to some event which is in another city so you suddenly gone on a saturday and you, the weekends are when you know you really want to spend time with family and and you come back and you ask yourself was that really yeah. worth it and so it's that like it, you got to use that to make decisions like i say no to most of these yeah. like come to this college go to this event very rarely do i say yes to it unless i really feel it's going to be of value um because i'm like that's let's take like a day away from from family and if it is that really yeah. worth it and when i do make those choices i come back and is and pooja and i have this thing where she look at me and she like was it really worth it i'm like i don't think so. it was worth it um and so then the next time you know how to make that choice better um and i do apologize as well yeah. i feel that um i apologize when like for instance if i lose my temper um and which i rarely do but i do um and then i'm like i'm i'm, I'm sorry uh, you know i maybe i should sounded it more harsh than i should have or and sometimes you're just playing with the kids and you don't realize that you, you you're you're a grown up and their kids and a small shove here and there while you're playing might make them fall <laughs> down and you realize okay one second but be a little more careful on this front um and so some of those as well but it's um you this whole point that because of the parent you don't have to apologize um is like the something you should never do yeah. right i mean i'm i'm often saying um uh, saying sorry for things because um like leia gets teased a little easier all right and i used to be like her i'm a little more thick skinned now i think as you get older you get a little yeah. more thick skinned um so i understand that so i try to needle her a little bit often enough to just see that okay can i does that help and i i slowly realize that me needling her does not help at all it actually makes her uh, get more irritated so i've <laughs> stopped now 
but it took a few tries a few like okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to like make you feel bad um to get there and so that's my gauge but I, but i feel like you i do know um, that's great and just like just look at that was it was it worth it was the, was the only thing was often times you just need to go with that line it's everything else kind of adds yeah, up yeah yeah i think it's more of like asking yourselves and you know being honest about yourself is 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 what keeps it real right it's not something that you probably living um as clearly uh, until veda becomes mm. a little bit bigger and you know you start seeing yeah the whole gender you know part play out right mm. boy and girl yeah. but uh, and i'm yeah. i'm pretty sure in our, our modern times you know they're living in bombay or bangalore raising a girl raising a mm. boy it's pretty much the same for most parents but has that has that ever occurred to you that wow i'm raising a girl here and what should i think about so i've actually found this fascinating that most dads i i've met amongst friends who have become fathers of daughters are super happy that they have had a okay. daughter there's very proud clan of <laughs> fathers of daughters that has come up and i'm very happy to see that yep. um you know as much as we we don't have biases um we can't guard them from the biases the world brings to them it's a simple thing like she gravitated towards the color pink um and it's not like we gave pink yeah. to her um and we i honestly had that chat with her saying at some point she's now gone a little bit more blue um like i will wear pink more often um just to kind of showcase it's also something guys can wear because and then she went to school and so i was in her class the other day and because they do a lot of these parent sessions um and i wore a pink t-shirt because i just want to do one of those things and and all the boys like dragons all the girls like unicorns right uh, none of the boys like unicorns none of the girls like dragons yeah. like why is this a thing so um so as much as we might guard it's the same stuff happening but you got to kind of show and i don't think you need to fight against all of yeah. it there's some basic stuff you need to do right is the fact that um are both are both parents um acting like their partners and not just like you know one person's doing all the work at home um are you the simple thing like can like the other day there's this whole thing about guys wearing nail polish and and leila leila generally come and like she's like papa you wear nail polish and i like, i gave up my hand to put nail polish it's fine so she went back to school and said papa can wear nail polish so it became a conversation for her to have so you got to find ways to be open about it be very open to her about even the kind of books we read for her right um we there's this book where saying this is a girl who has two dads yep. um and uh, or the fact that uh, this one called uh, julian wants to be a mermaid you know um, the boy who's dealing with identity issues um, but who he really is and wants to come out about it um and we read those books so we explain those to her uh, we have friends who who have different kinds of uh, who aren't necessarily just male female couples um and so she's seen that as a yeah. normal piece and we try to make that a normal piece not something we have to explain um since sometimes some people can have two fathers or two mothers and 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 we do that conversation and in terms of the literature we're giving her and the stuff she reads and so when even if she goes out and she hears that from someone else um she's she will come back and ask us a question but she has some background yeah. to it some tools like she yeah. chose to be vegetarian when she was 3 years old by choice as a 3 year old um leia made a choice to be vegetarian because she asked us in old mcdonald had a farm are the animals happy and we were honest with her saying most farms animals aren't necessarily happy she said i don't eat animals wow so that's um, incredible and so she she hasn't had, i mean she she eats sure. egg because we still haven't um um i, I think that's a gray area yeah. right you kind of still like slick that one in for protein coming yeah. in um but um, yeah she's she chose to be that and but what she learned in school and i give some of the, i know I, i give credit teachers uh, a lot is that they actually had a conversation with all the kids who uh, spoke about their favorite foods and she was told she was told that she needs to be open minded about the fact that someone might like to eat sausages or sure. chicken you might not like to eat that food but you can't you shouldn't judge them for their choices and you have to be open minded and so and they should come back home and talk to us about it and we would also like kind of talk goes my mom's vegetarian my my father largely is i grew up in a telugu brahmin household and i ate all kinds of uh, meat and everything else um, um and they were open my about me making my choices as i got older um just that not to make someone feel uncomfortable sure. uh, if they're not comfortable with it and so we kind of taking that and expanding upon it 
but it's it's just that like I, but i f- i know the gender thing is is different because yeah. um it's as simple as going by clothes for kids right um you have so many more choices for girls and guys to have like a few things you can yeah. get uh, in terms of clothing options and the media is still pretty fact that, sort of you know very yeah. um i would say skewed right they're very catering yeah. or pan- pandering don't give don't give boys yeah. guns or swords <laughs> and girls like princess tiaras yeah. and stuff yeah. so Um yeah like I said you can't change the whole world right away I mean you can just sort of start with some frameworks and some tools for th- yeah. them them to kind of make judgments Yeah one of my favorite memes um is this photograph and I still have it somewhere is this photograph of um this bunch of girls all dressed like princesses and this one girl sitting in between dressed as bat girl um and it says on top in a sea of princesses choose to be bat girl So and I'm like and there's photos actually the there's two photos one is the dad like walking with the daughter to the fancy dress uh, thing and the daughters in that I'm like that's <laughs> that is the visual yeah. right is that uh, you got to be okay with them making choices which for you might seem weird and off but like that's their choice to make you know, yeah. if if she wants to um, you know just wear glittery stuff all the time she can wear glittery stuff all the time um she wants to suddenly dress in black and that's her choice um so we that's i mean that's why we dealing with it uh, like tomorrow veda wants to start wearing nail polish all the time like please wear nail polish all the time i'll wear it with you yeah i mean i had the exact same experience i think i was talking to another dad and i i ended up quoting this story and it's, it's funny you you brought up the nail polish story because we had the same yeah. thing happened with us when we were in goa once and my daughter nila did nail polish and nee wanted to do nail polish and honestly speaking it wasn't very obvious to me right away it was it was a bit of a moment and those mm. took a conversation mm. between me and my wife to me for me to get over that feeling right but we went to the other mm. side and it it was fine it was a non event um it's it's funny you brought yeah. that up uh, and i had the exact same yeah. situation and the, they got to see that this is normal yeah. right like the other day it's, it's a funny one because So I had to buy makeup because I I am on camera quite often lately and I'm like one second this is something which the team has said I should get together. I said okay fine enough. I don't yeah. I have issues with it. I've worn makeup before. But I went into a store with her and she was a little intrigued in why is my father wearing right. makeup. And uh, so it had to be a conversation saying well, it's fine. And I said I'm wearing it for a specific reason but even if someone wants to wear it every day boy or a girl they can wear it as many men wear makeup yeah. all the time. Um but it's it's about normalizing i think that's the, the i mean i keep repeating that line but if you make it seem normal if you make it seem like yeah, it's, it's anybody can do it it's all normal it's all this thing they don't make a big deal out yeah. of it um they don't overthink that scenario but if you make it like oh no but you know if you give too much of an explanation is also like yeah, not a why, good thing why are you doing this so much yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. um thank you um last question any thoughts that you'd like to share with your f- with the fellow dads out there that uh, we didn't get to touch on mm. i know it's a hard one oh <laughs> uh, um I, the the only thing i'd and again i i I've, i've heard some people agree with me some people don't agree with me is that I, not just dad but in parents as general i don't think we have to try so hard to be our kids friends you just need to be a parent yeah. like i don't want to add that extra pressure of oh you need to be my friend or i need to be your friend i'm like i'm your parent right um you don't have to hang with hang out with me all the time you don't have to that's what maybe i've used to kind of make things easier for me in terms of how i look at being a parent is that if you add that layer of i'm your friend also you are also bringing up scenarios where that being firm as and a parent boundaries gets yeah, diluted absolutely boundaries could get, yeah. get blurred like oh you you are, you are cool about this till now what happened then i'm like no yeah. one second um i'm open to discussing everything but this is not discussion right it's something which i say even today um and you can only do that if you have that line it's a great point um and you shouldn't have to try and suddenly become this i'm your cool friend i'll hang with you and your friends but now i'm going to say okay, i'll hang with all of you but then i'm going to say no no everybody go <laughs> home now that just blows the line right but if you're saying no one saying you can hang with your friends this is the time everyone goes home um and i'm prepping that in my head for the future because i know that like i've done that now for like her friends who come over and they hang in her room and they yeah, play yeah or bedtime right mm. yeah yeah um because if you don't have that line um i feel you're also a lot I mean, it makes your life easier yeah. as well you are not if it's blurred then it makes it more complicated for you not just for them yeah 
That's a great point. I think a lot of us still struggle with it. It's, it's very easy to kind of get it in our mind, like mind intellectually. Yeah, it's so tough. Um, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. Uh, you brought that up, and and so true. Well, I learned a lot. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, it's great to, as always, talk to other guys. But thank you for doing all this work. I know it's not work, but through everything that you shared about partnership of your mm-hmm. with your wife. uh how you share the responsibilities how you approach learning as a dad all that resonated uh, a lot with me please keep doing what you're doing this is this is a job uh, i think this is the greatest job for me at least um it's a better yeah, job ever absolutely and hopefully we'll uh, we'll continue the chat thanks thanks so much for joining yes. and uh, thank you for having me thank you for doing um this as as a podcast and as something to be out there there, there isn't enough um for new dads or, or even dads in general to kind of go to there's no support system to understand this better and and so thank you for doing a show like this uh, i think it's much needed oh thank you that that means a lot that's definitely encouraging i, I will keep trying but uh, appreciate your encouragement thanks thanks varun i will uh, let you go and you have a great weekend <laughs>